did you guys hear about this uh the cicadas right are coming mm-hmm. you know uh-huh. and in indiana apparently um the there's a uh it's like a, a fungus or something that mm. uh some of the cicadas are uh, infected with i guess which like uh eats away uh at cicada butts <laughs> so, uh, leaving behind a yellowish abdomen shaped clump of spores uh the fungus also hijacks the cicada's brains and kicks their sexual behavior into overdrive so it turns them into little sex zombies mm-hmm Mm-hmm. In fact, that's the title of this article. Is <laughs> some Assless brood sex X zombies. cicadas, brood ten cicadas, will be sex crazed zombies with disintegrating butts. I mean, it could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. All right, <clears throat> I will use that as my motivation for this episode. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May. 23rd, and this is episode 530. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials, and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the Pacers' blowout loss against the Wizards, our playoff predictions, start of the week, and an undegoogleable if there's time. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to summer. This week it turned summer in D.C., and it has been boiling hot, um, and the cicadas are singing, and uh, yeah, the end times are nigh, I think. <laughs> Uh, from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, quick shout-out to uh, Bracing, I guess. Uh, Indy 500 qualifying today. Uh, Scott Dixon takes the pole. Uh, American Colton Herta will start second and uh, hopefully be able to, to win an Indy 500. That would be nice even though i guess most of the people that uh, i know that uh, go to the race are mostly unaware of anything going on uh specifically with the drivers or the race but they itself. know where the beer but is they know where the beer is they know where the uh funnels that have liquor in them mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh with a downward slope they know where those are <laughs> i mean i don't know who's gonna win the, the drinking contest Right. Probably be the more the exciting question. of the two. Um, I know one of my friends was like a liquor rep, and he would every every year he would set up one of these, uh, like an ice luge for uh, like your your liquors that taste better uh, cold. Mm. You know, like the and uh, yeah, run it down there. And... Isn't cold just a way to make things taste less? Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm thinking like uh I'm thinking yeah, you're probably right. You call it better, you could call it less worse, you know. Right, like, right, right. The same. <laughs> I guess yeah, you you I'm thinking like Goldschlager or not Gold, or maybe yeah, Goldschlager, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jägermeister mm-hmm. and um one of the mint ones. Um uh, Rumpelmints. Rumpelmints, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, all those, you want to tone it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crappy vodka. Uh, yeah. Your rum kila uh, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that was, I was hoping that was dead. No, that was not a one episode arc. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're just getting started. It's a returning character. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to my wife. Um, shout out. To twofold. Uh, she just had her, her birthday um, uh, on Friday. Uh, and also, we'll put a link in the show notes, but she was on an uh, episode of um, Cultural Manifesto. It's a, a show on WFYI hosted by DJ Kyle Long. Um, uh, but she was on there and um, she got to talk about some of the stuff she does about social justice and um, her, her Asian American roots. Uh, and, um, and she also got to talk about, uh, some, uh, music that, that really inspired her in that fashion. So, um, and I, you know, I knew, uh, I knew most of the music. So, um, uh, but it's a very cool interview and, and, um, you get to hear, uh, some more about some st- stuff that she's into. So we'll, we'll put a link in the, in the show notes. Um, the rest of the, our, Episode is about uh, R&B in, in Indianapolis too, so there's some other very cool stories hmm. there. Shout out, nice shout out. Um, well, before we get into the show, we need to mention um, where you can support us, and that's over at Patreon.com/slash Undebeatables. Um, this show is mostly brought to you by you. Uh, for a little as a dollar a month, you can support us. Um, helps helps support. Um, all that we're uh, doing now and we're looking to do. Um, and there's some upgrades as well. Um, for $5 a month or so, you get uh, a koozie sent out. You get uh, uh, access to our, our Slack channel and join some conversations over there. Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash undebeatables. Uh, well, team, as uh, we've certainly seen by now, but the, the Pacers finished their season up um on Thursday uh against the Washington Wizards um boy uh it, it was it was a it was a it was a rough one uh Pacers slates one let me make sure these are big numbers I got to make sure I'm getting them right uh 142 to 115 um and in fact I think I pinpointed uh about a minute 30 into the second quarter uh, the Pacers fell apart and never even got close again. Um, the first quarter was, was was fine. Like, it was competitive. They were down by one point. Um, and then they stopped playing defense and stopped scoring much. Stop playing you know, offense. Like, <laughs> they stopped. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, their, their offense was, like, middling. But in a game like this, that's not anywhere, you know. So if you're going to win a shootout and the other team scores 142, you know, you got to do better than that. So, you know, we saw that earlier in the year. We gave up over 150 to think to them. And, you know, we, we can't score 160 points. So uh, do the math. Um, anyway, I mean, I guess uh, Sabonis got a triple-double, which is great. Uh, also fouled out. And uh, I don't know. Man, it was it was a rough one. I mean, it was... You know, we're down 30 for uh, large chunks of the game, so it wasn't even really competitive for, for most of it. So um, I, don't, I don't know what to say. You know, on the uh, on the Wizards' side, you know, really, really good performances by, you know, by several. Like Bradley Beal caught fire. Russell Brestbrook, you know, did pretty much what he wanted. Um, Freaking Lopez. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, what Harper, what was your takeaway from this uh, this whipping that we took? Uh, I mean, I pretty much started fast forwarding after the 16-0 run in the second quarter that we gave up. That was uh, things took a bad turn on us. Um, I mean, we talked last week about some of the things that our team would need to do in order to get a W here: slow them down in transition, win the physical battle, stay close on rebounds. Um, and we did none of those things. Um, 
we did a reasonably good job at taking care of the ball. So I, it's, it's, it's as close as you're going to come to a silver lining, I guess. But, um, you know, you let a team shoot 58% over the course of an entire basketball game, and, 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 and you're not going to win that game, like, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, they, they were 14 of 28 from three that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. It's hard to, hard to catch up in any other category <laughs> when, when that's going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we we weren't doing nearly n- enough in any of those other categories to really, to really challenge or even really put a scare in them. Um, it was, I mean, it was just not a great effort. Um, you know, you thought maybe coming off that Hornets game that, you know, something would happen, but um, no, that was a that was a one and done for us. And, and frankly, I'm just fine with having the season be over. The, the the last third of the season was just pretty brutal, and I'm sure that a lot of the teams feel the same way. And I'm probably happy to be going fishing at this point. So it's time for these guys to look back, reflect, and uh, try and figure out something better for next year. That was a mess. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was the polar opposite of that uh, Charlotte game. You know, we talked. Uh, you know, after that game and, and we're impressed with the focus and sort of playoff like intensity that the team seemed to bring to the floor on, on both ends. I mean, obviously life is made a lot easier when you're making your three point shots. And if, you know, in that Charlotte game, we came out on fire and, and in this Washington game did not, but you know, that's basketball. It doesn't always go in. What you need to bring is that consistent effort and um, sharpness on both ends of the floor every night and you know we regressed back to you know the type of stuff that we were seeing a couple weeks ago or whatever or i guess basically the week before the regular season, <laughs> two weeks ago there, yeah so i mean i'm i'm not surprised i'm definitely disappointed i thought that we um uh i mean i guess we you know, we talked about it i i hope that it would be close and we would ha- give ourselves a chance in the last five minutes i didn't have a ton of confidence that we would be able to do anything in the last five minutes because uh this team hasn't shown a track record of being able to do that um all season so i don't know and and washington definitely matches up very well with us to put it kindly um you know they they've owned us they beat us four times in the last whatever it is month and a half basically so and then just delivered an absolute ass whooping on national tv in front of everybody and uh yeah you gotta think that this is gonna lead to big time off-season changes and in some way shape or form not just this performance but this performance on the heels of you know the the absolute chit show that was the last you know three to you know month and a half or whatever it was of the season um so we'll see i mean we're recording on sunday i have no idea you know, these things move fast in the NBA. So by the time this comes out, you might be wondering why we weren't talking about, uh, <laughs> you know, Chad Buchanan getting fired or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm guessing that the wheels are probably turning somewhere, though, because seasons like this normally have consequences. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing that caught my attention, and Jason, I think your sister mentioned this too on Slack during the game, but. You know they have the you know the mic'd up sections, uh, little segments, and Nate, Nate was like, "Yeah, don't worry about rebounding." Uh, yeah, he's like the shot. He's like the shots are gonna go in. You just get back. And they did. I don't know the like, the worst combination of those things. Like they didn't rebound. They weren't getting back. Like I don't know you know what they were doing, um, but it was none of those things. Um, I don't know. It was the whole thing was just was just frustrating. Um, from from top to bottom, you know, uh, and then yeah, you, you look and they're they're doing that. They're not they're not rebounding. Uh, and we lost the rebound battle forty to fifty two overall. Um, well, I don't know. It was, and then just yeah, the open three pointers and and you know the reason that yeah, it's the reason they shot fifty percent was because a lot of them were were undefended. So sure. or like uh, at point blank range, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, we really didn't stop anybody, so. No. Uh, TJ McConnell had a, that was another one. He had like a, uh, I think we had a three. He stole the inbound, put another two in. I was like, all right, well, 
you know, there's five quick points. And then um, he had another one. He stole the inbound and he threw it to, uh, I want to say, uh, maybe Brissett. And Brissett was like just not ready for it. And uh, we just like fumbled the ball and we lost it. It's like, you know, go through all this this hard hard effort and, and you just like fumble the ball away. But anyway, I don't know. It was a, it was a sort of de- it was just a depressing finish because you know we did get a, like a ray of hope uh, from that Charlotte game when they just came out and just just took it to them and that, like that game was never in question. Um, and this game, you know was in question until Q2 started basically and then that was it yeah you know yeah yeah no, and I, I'm with Harper like I'm much happier that yeah this ended this way because if they would have squeaked out a win against Washington then we'd have to be talking about you know four 20 point blowouts against the Sixers <laughs> like in a row and it'd just be like I agree that would yeah, get old yeah. fast yeah. <laughs> yeah and I don't and I don't know if this I mean I mean, we're not going to get, I mean, yeah. I mean, one of the goals we had for the season was not to get swept out of the first round of the playoffs. And so like, check, check, check. check. We did it. Uh, You think that's, that's Bjorkman's opening line when he goes into his (laughs) his exit interview for the season. (laughs) Well guys, as, as promised, we did not get swept out of the first round. (laughs) I think my dad said that, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right because I mean, there's been, you know, we've seen over the years, we've seen, uh, you know, playoff series. That you know, they're not going to win, and it's just like, it's not fun to watch those. Like when, when, when they're not competitive and there's no heart, and uh, it's not fun. Like, so yeah, listen, guys, just, just let's take a year off. Let's uh, fix what we can fix. And uh, take another crack at this next year. Because, I mean, look, it's been a weird year for, for, you know, a number of reasons. This should be, you know, um, you know, knock on wood, this should be the start of a much more normal cadence, you know, back to the older cadence of, uh, you know, a pretty close to normal, and particularly with not even going to the playoffs, you know, having a longer offseason, you assume they're going to start, you know, the season that the sort of normally scheduled time. Um, and so it's like, look, you get a normal recovery time. Uh, the players, you know, hopefully, you know, will come back and uh, uh, well rested. And, and, you know, we make whatever, you know, positive uh, roster changes and um, whatever, fix some of the uh, management issues and all that sort of stuff. So hopefully they can get back on track and, yeah. and, uh, and, and you know, yeah, because going, look, we, we know what's going to happen if they played Philly. And, uh, yep. We can just skip that we'll Skip that part. Yeah. He definitely definitely got some work to do in the offseason. And uh, also, congratulations to Memphis, who won their plan against the Warriors. That was a fun game. I enjoyed that very much. Were you guys, after, I mean, this is our first plan, what do you guys think? Should we keep the format? Do you guys like it? Are you just bitter? <laughs> uh, well, it was interesting because it was like, if you look at the uh, Western Conference bracket, you're like, this is great. We got mm-hmm. like, you know, barn burners and, you know, LeBron James hitting the most ridiculous shot potentially of mm. his career, which is a long list of <laughs> crazy shots, shots that he's hit. Yeah. Uh, and then an OT game and um, all this good stuff. And, uh, and then the other side of the bracket is just like blowout after blowout. And it's like, why did we waste our time with this? I mean, I guess it's good because, you know, the Wizards were the team that were playing the best basketball sort of down the stretch. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, they got in. But they also got in anyway. They were the eighth seat. So, like, doesn't really matter, I guess. I mean, it's great for Memphis. That's a nice little upset. I'm sure the NBA is not super happy that they can't market sure. four four to five games of uh, Steph Curry. But yeah, I don't know. What did you think? Were you into it? Did you watch all the games, Herbert? Uh, I, I watched most of them. Yeah. Um, okay. I missed a bunch of the Lakers game, the the Lakers Warriors game. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that 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 Memphis 
Warriors game was super duper fun. John Moran is just electric, just really mm-hmm. fun. I I mean the format is like the whole thing's kind of silly on some level, on some level, but I mean whatever, it's fine I guess. The East, yeah, the the, the bottom half of the Eastern cool. Conference doesn't matter, like period. Right, exactly. Yeah, when you have, yeah what is it three of the four teams playing are under 500 like that's not super exciting it does i did like the sort of anti-tanking effects that it had kind of um at least in the eastern conference so if for that alone i'd say keep it around because it's just nice to have these like one you know one and done type games fun to watch yeah for sure yeah i'm i'm kind of down the middle on it like it's fine you know but i mean yeah in this situation right now it's just like who who's going to get fed to the you know the top two teams um who I mean, by it, the way get an extra week of rest while mm-hmm. they're just waiting for sure these guys for the to, chum to be yeah, selected exactly. yeah but i mean i guess i'm assuming they'll reevaluate after after the season and see what they think of it i mean you know a, a lot of it's going to come down to uh you know what what are the what are the ratings you know tv ratings and sure um you know does it uh does it generate excitement and you know i mean it generates we'll revenue so sure yeah. <laughs> it's probably There's just it's like, probably here to stay it's not going anywhere <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean it, it's it's money that came out of nowhere you know they free, free money uh, it's free money uh as adam smith once said i think <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i get the uh, uh basketball uh, reference uh like newsletter and um you know every day they, they send a recap of of you know the, the day before um you know highlight the standout performances but they and they're very clear for these play games. It's like these these stats don't they don't uh, count for the regular season. They don't count for the playoffs. They're just in their own little you know super limbo, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They're like in their own limbo thing. So I mean, they don't count towards anything. So it's just I mean, not that that's not that that's like a big deal, you know. But it's uh, playing a statistical uh, purgatory is very weird, though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're just like you know. But it's like you could go, you could just go off, um, like so for, for that LeBron shot, for example. You know, it's like um, it doesn't count towards like his, you know, his clutch shooting, you know, for for the the regular season or the playoffs, and it was like one of the best shots he's ever had. So it's not um, clear to me why these, they don't just count it as part of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems obvious to me. But yeah. what do I know? Anyway. Um, I think that's enough uh, dwelling on uh, the beating we took, <laughs> and um, uh, so we do. We do want to talk about the uh, the rest of the playoffs, which you know that's more exciting. Um, so we've got uh, we talk about the Eastern Conference first. Um, we've got uh, uh, we we do our predictions every year. Uh, Harper is the keeper of the spreadsheet. Um, so we can go back and hold our feet to the fire. Um, and while Colson is not with us, he uh, already sent his predictions in. Um, and uh, we'll well, let's have him go accordingly. F- yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so let's talk about the 1-8 the matchup first. It is uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, against the Washington Wizards, which could could have been us. It could have been us getting our uh, our, our our butts beat by them. Mm. Um, I want to have what's uh, what's Colson got for uh, for this one? What's his his prediction? Colson staked out Philly in five. Okay. All right. That's respectable, I guess. But uh, Jason, what do you got on this one? Uh, let's see. What did I write down? I also had Philly in five. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, Washington is playing good enough basketball that I think actually I'll take Philly in six. If that's still on the board. Um, and, 
Yeah, I mean, they can steal a game. That's a team that can just get hot, and if they're making their threes and scoring buckets, like, yeah, they can do it. But I don't think Philadelphia will really be threatened at all at any point in this series. No, it doesn't seem Uh, like it. Or scared, yeah. Um, Harper, do you want to you you want to get boxed in, or do you want to do you want to go right. now, or do you want me to go first? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. If, do we have to worry about ties in the first round here? I don't know. I don't, no, you I can take know. whatever you want. All right, yeah. all right. Um, that said, I'll, I'll I'll take a Philly sweep. Why not? Okay. Somebody's got to do it. Okay. Yeah. That was actually uh, that's where I was gonna head to. I, th- I think uh, um, that it makes me feel better um, about the you know what would have happened to the Pacers, um, <laughs> and also yeah, I think they just have a, a wealth of talent on the Philly team, and um, it's just they got they got too much. They got Dan Burke. You know who else can say that right now? You know, mm-hmm. maybe one of his grandkids' teams. That's probably it. True. <laughs> All right. Um, heading to the other side of the bracket, the number true number two, uh, Brooklyn Nets v the number seven Boston Celtics. Um, and we are recording this uh, Sunday evening, so um, some of these have already occurred, but uh, we we made these predictions in our heads. <laughs> some time ago yeah some time ago uh jason what do you got on the uh the brooklyn boston matchup uh i like brooklyn in five in this one i think jason tatum's good enough to take a game on his own but that's about it um this brooklyn team is going to be interesting to watch in these playoffs like how they sort of come together and uh you know they haven't gotten a ton of time with their sort of top eight or so guys all healthy at the same time. So it's going to be interesting to see how they gel, I guess. Um, but I could see Boston stealing a game. This is a gentleman's sweep, it feels like to me. Like Brooklyn takes the first three, and then, you know, Harden goes out on the town in Boston. And they're <laughs> like, all right, cool, we'll give you game four. And then, Where's uh Where's Colson at on this one? Uh, Colson is on the sweep, and uh, no Jalen Brown in this series, so I will also take Brooklyn in the sweep. Hmm. I think uh, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give Boston two games, nice. um, and not because I think Boston's well, like with that you know the injury and and. Uh, um, but I think uh, I think Brooklyn's got some things to work out. Like you said, like there there's you know, not been a lot of uh, uh, time for that team to gel. Um, you know, there's been a lot of changing parts recently, and uh, but they, they they do they do. Uh, I don't know Boston. This has been a weird year for them. Uh, ah, but they still injuries. got yeah yeah. But they, uh, so I think they're gonna pull pull two out. I hope you're right. Love to see Boston win that over Brooklyn, but yeah, oh yeah, that'd be the best. Um, that's everybody, right? Um, heading down the bracket, we've got number three Milwaukee Bucks versus the number six uh, Miami Heat. Yancey is very Yancey, excited <laughs> about this series. Um. What, did, what what did you say there? You take uh, oh you're taking you're taking uh, Milwaukee in seven. You say okay, all right. I'll go with that. Yeah, I think you got to go with the Yancey's pick on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, you know, it's been me for so long. I she she should have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Colson likewise has Milwaukee in seven games. Um, for my part, I'll take Miami in six until Milwaukee can prove that they can beat that team. I'm taking Miami. That's oh. totally fair. Interesting. I feel like Milwaukee's going to be hyper-focused. Um, and I I mean, Miami is playing good ball. I guess I haven't watched a lot of them this year. But um, they haven't been getting the types of performances out of uh, you know Tyler Hero and 
um, the lakes that they did last year. So I'm a, I like Milwaukee in this series. I'm going to take Milwaukee in six. Again, I hope you're right, but that sweep last year, man, it was a lot. Mm. Yes. And the last of the Eastern Conference, the number four, I still, <laughs> this still feels weird. Home court the, advantage. The number four uh, seeded New York Knickerbockers versus the, this also seems weird, the number five Atlanta Hawks. Um, I don't know. This is, I don't know. I, this one, uh, Harper, who you got on this one? I don't like this. Uh, I, mean, I don't like anything about this. I, I, I don't trust the Knicks. Um, I like that Atlanta team a lot. I'm going to take Atlanta in six, but this one probably goes deep. And, you know, I should probably take Atlanta in seven is what I'll do. Take Atlanta in seven. And Colson I'll, has the Knicks in six. All right. I'll I don't know why. I don't know when he becomes such a Knicks fan, but here we are. Yeah, I don't know. That's wild. I think it's Atlanta probable. in six is the way to go. I think uh, they've been playing good ball over the last half of the season. And, um, I feel like Trey Young is built for the playoffs. Like this is where a dude like that just shines and wants the spotlight and wants the ball in his hands and um you know I think will succeed more than not. Yeah. And <laughs> the Knicks have zero playoff experience, even less right, than the Hawks exactly. somehow. I I mean I feel like if you you know, Nate McMillan not known for his playoff adjustments as we know, but if he can figure out a way to just like keep Julius Randle under control, then that's sort of the only weapon that the Knicks have. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, that being said, maybe I should change to the Knicks. <laughs> okay, guess. I'll stick with Atlanta and six. Nixon. It'd be just yeah, like Nate McMillan to, to, <laughs> to get swept out of the playoffs with us. And that's win yeah, his that's, first, first that's I'd forgotten uh, McMillan was in charge of that, uh, that ship. And... Um, yeah, so I guess I guess we got New York in this one. Uh, <laughs> I should I call the sweep? Yeah, like I think based on recent trends. I mean, the math uh, is undeniable. The math is undeniable. Um, I do want to give some credit to the teams that have beat the the Pacers. Uh, um, so I'll so I'll give so I'll give the Hawks a game. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take the the Knicks in five. Fair enough. I think that wraps it up for the East. Let's take a let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back in the second half. We'll get um, uh, the Western Conference uh, stand of the week in under Google if we if we got the time. We'll be back in a few.
we are back from the break. I want to start things off here before we get back into the Western Conference uh, with my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week! This week, we are uh, going to visit the, uh, the realm of nature. And we're talking about ants a little bit. Uh, I've read a, some interesting articles uh, about ants. And, um, you know, I know you guys are looking for, for numbers. You know, your, your cold, hard calculating machines. You want numbers. Uh, so here's some interesting numbers. Uh, I think uh, this one's pretty wild. There are at least 16,000 known species of ants on Earth, uh, which, is, which is wild. They're on um, all the continents except Antarctica. Um, and uh, they're particularly uh, populous in the uh, tropical regions, but there's a that's a lot that's a lot of different ver- that's a huge variety. Um, uh, another one, I, a number that I thought was pretty interesting was uh, the and I'm going to really butcher this one, but the uh, Odontomachus bowery. That's how I uh, say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the mandibles uh, of which um, snap together in 130 millionths of a second, uh, which is 143 miles per hour. Uh, it is one of the fastest known uh, phenomena recorded in the animal world. Uh, hmm. But that's pretty, it's pretty, pretty fast. And the thing that I thought was was also very interesting was that the, uh, I mean, of course, this is an estimate. Um, but the uh, it, it is estimated that fifteen to twenty percent of the uh, animal biomass on the planet is uh, is just ants. Just ants. Just ants. Yeah. I've heard that one. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait. So I've heard the stat of like, or I don't even know what the stat is. I was going to ask like, insects are some ridiculous amount of biomass on the the planet Earth, right? Like fifty percent or more of the biomass. Must mm-hmm. be obviously yeah. if ants are fifteen to twenty percent for sure. Ants alone, like that's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, it varies. You know when you have cicada season. Sure, cicada years. Well, and how much of their butts have been, uh, you know, destroyed? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, it's still biomass. It's just not on them anymore. So. <laughs> Just makes it harder to calculate, right? Exactly. I guess yeah, um, yeah. The sex, you know, it still counts the same if it's a you know crazed sex zombie or if it's just a you know regular old Joe. <laughs> and is it is this animal biomass or all biomass? Like, I gotta feel like plants are like. No, no, no. Just not plants. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Yeah. So yeah. Of the total bio, like the total biomass, including plants, is like 550 uh, gigatons. Of course. So that's like a lot. And of that, humans are one one ten thousandth of those biomass. <laughs> so we're not a very okay. big piece of the pie. But plants are 450 of those gigatons. Okay, and so yeah, I see that. I see uh, maybe the same one, but uh, insects take up half of the the non-plant like, biomass. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Animal kingdom. Arthropods uh, are like a full gigaton unto themselves. Pretty wild. Yeah, I was out in the backyard today, and I uh, in my little fire pit, I had to I picked up a. Uh, you know, one of the pieces of it, and it had fallen off, and I picked it up, and it just absolutely swarming uh, with ants. If that, if that, if the underside of a rock is like good enough for them, then yeah, I'm not surprised they're everywhere. Shout out to ants, by the way. Shout out. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna head back to the basketball world, and. Um, you know how much how much of the total basketball 
biomass is the mad ants, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. We could do the calculus. Yeah. Of the professional biomass, they're what? One fiftieth or something like that? Uh, close. I, I don't actually. I don't know how many. How many G League teams are there? That's a good question. Um, it's not thirty. I know that. No, it's just, it's less than thirty. Um, I'm just gonna keep asking questions so you guys keep having Google <laughs> things. So I see twenty nine. There's like a lot of G League teams. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, the one thing the one thing I saw was that there's they're mostly one to one, but not all of them. Uh, like with an NBA team. That's way more than I thought they were. Yeah, yeah. Okay. indeed. Okay, so the the answer would be approximately one fifty nine uh, of the know. professional. Of the men's uh, professional. Of the men's professional. Thank you right, for that right. correction. Uh, but we know that, you know, people that go pro playing basketball are like, you know, one ten thousandth or something like that of people that play the sport, even at, say, the high school level, right? Sure. I don't even know what that math is. I just threw that math out there. I have no idea. But So not a lot. Not saying the mad answer, not, not a lot of the basketball playing mass. There's also the Greensboro mass. Swarm, though, which potentially oh. could be part of the same <laughs> biomass group. You get the Charlotte Hornets. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Throw all your arthropod basketball players. <laughs> Boy, I really sh- uh, should have done a little more. I, if I had known that we were going to get into this, I would have done more. Uh, uh, would have had some more numbers ready. Also, I just saw that the name of the DC uh, looks like DC has a G League team. Jason, are you familiar with them? Yeah, the Go Go's. The Go Go's. The, the Go Go's. Yeah. I, I I haven't been to a Go Go's game yet, but I am familiar with. Is this Go-Go's. like a '70s disco thing? Like, what do we got going on here? Yeah, so Go Go is like a, a music genre that is in. Intri- uh, it was invented in DC, and it's like um, it's like a precursor to hip hop, probably. Um, so it's like a specific type of drum kind of rhythm, but it's like dance music, as you could probably guess from the name. So like, yeah, bridging probably disco and hip hop eras or something like that. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. There's this, if you ever want to hear go-go music, you go to, uh, there's this, it's like a cell phone store or something like that, Metro PCS store or something like that, at the corner of 7th and Florida, and uh, they always have speakers outside just like blaring go-go music just like all day long. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Interesting. All right, well. Until, until the, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? gerrymanders not the word gentrifiers um moved in and they're like oh those are very loud can you turn it down <laughs> so they had to come to some agreement they're like okay we'll stop playing it at 10 p.m or something like that they're like, all right cool all right we are headed out to the western conference now to uh give our predictions the first the one eight matchup the Utah Jazz taking on the Memphis Grizzlies, who clawed their way uh, through the play-in games. Um, who wants to take a shot at this one? Uh, Harper, who you got on the Utah-Memphis uh, matchup? Uh, well, Colson had Utah in five, so I will take Utah in six. All right. But I think that's going to be a super exciting series, and I look forward to watching it. Drinking the John Morant Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. I think Utah is really good. I think Utah sweeps this series. I hope you're wrong. I hope I'm wrong, too, but I think that they're just a really good team with a great defense, and they're the one they've seed. had a week. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, they've had a week to think about this. So as we record, they had not played game one yet. So I think yeah, they're about to. Jason, I'm with, I'm with you on this one. I think it's going to be a sweep. They're, they're, they're in a good spot, and uh, they're yeah, they're the best. You know, the best performing team this season um, in the Western Conference. So that means a lot. It means a lot to me personally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, headed to the the uh, number two Phoenix Suns and the number seven LA Lakers. <clears throat> None of that makes sense to me, but uh, <laughs> here we are. It's a topsy turvy world we live in. Uh, Jason, who you got in this one? All right, so here's where it starts to get interesting, right? Because the Suns, obviously, were a a very good team all year, led by Devin Booker and Chris Paul uh, captaining that chip. Uh, The Lakers, the defending champs, kind of struggled, you know, had to fight their way out of the play in games or uh, to make it even into the playoffs. Took a ridiculous shot from LeBron James to get them in the, the seventh seed. Uh, It should be said we already know that Phoenix won game one. Um, so that's informative. Uh, I don't know how to pick against the Lakers. If, I mean, if they are healthy, they have the two best players in this series, um, in Davis and, and James and their defending champs. So I gotta take the Lakers, but I think it's going to take them the full, um, wait, what did I have? Lakers and six. I have them. Colson also had the Lakers in six. Um, I'm with you. Seems like it's probably going deep. Uh, I'd love to see a game, seven game series. So I'll root for that since I can't really right. root for either of these teams. <laughs> Fair enough. And you're taking no. the Lakers to win it. Sure. Game time. Why not? Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, man. I guess like I, I was thinking Lakers in seven too. Maybe, maybe somebody should root for the uh, the two seed. Um, they are favored. Oh, I'm gonna be rooting for them. Yeah. Like, it's okay, a, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Let me, let me. Somebody, maybe. You know what? I'm not. You know what? It's the playoffs. It's Chris Paul. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he did already like suffer like a bruised shoulder or something like that. Right. And uh, probably strained ego. I don't know. These um, <laughs> day. It's day to day. Yeah. Weighed down I'm, by all the State Farm commercials, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll go seven as well for for the Lakers. Um, I, you know, LeBron's never lost a, a first round uh, uh, series, and um, you know this is you know we know what happened in Game One. We've seen this uh, plenty of times where, where the LeBron's team loses Game One and um, comes back and uh, takes care of business. So um, I don't think this is going to be a whole lot different. So all of us picking the number seven team. I like it. Uh, Denver in the number three spot, taking on the number six Portland Trailblazers. Um, as of recording, we uh, saw game one. Portland took that one. They are up one to zero. Uh, JT, who are you liking this one? Boy, another tough one. The Western Conference is so fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. All these series are super interesting. Um. Yeah, I don't. It didn't these these two teams play like a ridiculous series like two or three years ago or something like that. The year that Portland ended up going to the Western Conference Finals and um. Uh yeah, obviously Denver you know lost Murray you know a while ago now, but they've you know held held things together and Jokic is probably going to be the MVP. So um, and he's real good. Portland just was kind of there. Portland does the same thing every year now, it seems like. They um, play a little bit above their expectation. They fight through injuries, and then they perform really well in the playoffs. Like, I think it's just Damian Lillard time. So I'm taking Portland, and I'm taking Portland in seven. I think it's going to take the full full, uh, series. And they're going to win in the Mile High Arena there. 
Pepsi Center, whatever it's called. All right. Who's uh, who's Colson got on here? Uh, Colson has Denver in seven. Um, yeah, I, I I don't like Denver's chances in this series without Jamal Murray. Uh, he's a big part of what they do. He's an electric postseason player. Um, Jokic is really good, but I don't, I don't know if he's enough on his own. They're going to end up asking a lot from Michael Porter Jr., who. Hmm. While really good, is still not all the way there. And Dame and McCollum and Cantor and Nurkic, these guys are better. So I got Portland at five. They're going to smoke these dudes. Whoa. Mm. Wow. I'll take, uh, I'll take Portland in, in six, I think. I think that's where to, where to, where to go. Um, yeah, these guys I – mean, these guys uh, – yeah, you're right. They they do the same thing kind of every year, but and, and um, they've got the, you know this this strong core that's been together, and uh, yeah, they have. We've seen uh, solid playoff performances for a long time, so uh, you know they're going to get better and better at that. And uh, you know, Denver had a had a you know they had a you know nearly Cinderella run last season, you know, getting to the conference finals, um, but. Uh, I think this might be a step back this year with with you know with the injury. Hmm. Um, all right, the last one, the number five Dallas Mavericks against the hated number four <laughs> LA Clippers. As of recording, we have seen Game One and. Uh, pandemic P was in effect. Uh, <laughs> Dallas wins uh, 1-0 behind a, a super strong uh, performance uh, by, uh, oh, what's his head? Um, Luca. All right. Colson's not here, so we can uh, editorialize, right? I mean, we don't of have course. to. He picked the Clippers in six. I had to double check. Okay, that was the that was like the joke we were gonna. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just did it for himself. Uh, can hey Harper, can you speculate on why he thinks uh, that? He just loves playoff P so much. I mean, how could you yes. possibly pick against him? Oh my god! All right. Yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, like I said, I had to go back and double check. It's in Slack. Feel free to check my math. Okay. <laughs> I do not have the Clippers in six. Uh, <laughs> I will happily take Dallas in six. So it was a Clippers beat Dallas in six last year, right? And Dallas is a better team now than they were then. Uh, Doncic is healthy. He's playing at MVP-esque levels. They got shooting everywhere uh, on that squad. Porzingis uh, is maybe healthy. Yeah. I'm taking Dallas, As you um, and I'm going to take them in seven. I'm smelling PG demanding to take the last <laughs> shot in the game seven, and Kawhi Leonard getting real pissed, and things not going well. So you're uh, predicting the breakup of the Clippers? If that's what ensues, sure. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think I think uh, the Mavs got this. Got this one. I'm, I'll just take them to five. Wow. <laughs> um. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm out there, but uh, I mean, look, that the, the Clippers are another. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the Clippers are another one of those teams where I'm like, look, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prove it. Like they've been, you know, the supposed, you know title contenders for for you know you know some time and i've seen nothing that that's that's shown me that that's where it's at and they chose this series they tanked the last game of the season to avoid a potential matchup with the lakers in the sixth spot so that they could take on Doncic, uh who is already becoming a playoff like 
Legend. Yep. Maestro. Yeah. yeah. Right. And this is, yeah, he has very little, you know, very few number of games, and he's just done just amazing things over and over. Um, you know, the, the game one, he had 31 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, and I mean, he just does it all. And, yeah, his team, his, and he matches well with his team. I, I don't get yeah. the same vibe of, like, yeah, you don't have the egos to, to, to deal with uh, in Dallas. Exactly. Yeah, they're also obviously Dallas coached by Rick Carlisle, and the Clippers are coached by what, Tyron Lue is their coach now. Is that right? Yep. And you know, I, I'm just I'm not convinced that Kawhi Leonard can keep both Paul George and Rajon Rondo in line at the same time. That seems like mm. a level of multitasking that uh, is beyond me. That's for sure. <laughs> they also have Boogie. All right. Boogie and Tupat and Yogi. Why did all these people not play? They need to deepen their rotation. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that uh, that wraps it up. We'll uh, you know we'll, uh, we've got a uh, we've got a spreadsheet um, which we track all the changes. So if if uh, anybody sneaks in there and hacks it, uh, we'll know. We got we got them backed up anyway. I, I I'm looking at this. You're right. I uh, he says he says Clippers four two over Mavs. That's not a joke. <laughs> Colson said this. <laughs> Unless it's uh, some silly typo or uh, six forty three p.m. <laughs> 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 right. Fever dream or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. Do you guys do you want to do an under Google real quick, or uh, have we passed that time? I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Let's wrap it. All right. Let's get Let's out of here. Let's just wrap it up. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think we 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 hit our uh, we hit our time, and uh, we're not going to be able to do an under Google today, unfortunately. Um, but if you want one answered. Then uh, send us in uh, some tweets. We, we're all over the social medias. Um, you name it, we have, we either have an account or we've heard of it. Um, like TikTok, I know what it is, <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I don't participate there for a good reason. It's not for me. Those people don't want me there. It's fine. It's for the kids. I'm gonna. It's for the kids, and they, they can have their things, and I can have my things. Like Twitter, I've got that. Undebeatables, at Undebeatables, you find us there. Um, Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables is uh, our Facebook page. Uh, our website, TheUndebeatables.com, is uh, a good place to... You, there's lots of stuff there. Um, there's also a contact form. You can use that to send us a message. Email shout out at the undebeatables.com. And uh, we got some t shirts for sale on the website slash store. And for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always head coach, now in the Hall of Fame, Bobby Slick Leonard, RIP. Turn out the lots. The part is over. <laughs> I like that. Thanks. Yeah, we were saying turn out the lights early in that Pacers game. Oh, not for good reasons. No, the, for the yeah, the bad kind. Um, <clears throat> hey, uh, Jason, have you played any any uh, gigs this this year? I uh, just thought we did the porch fest. Um, okay. Okay. When was that? Like a month ago or something like that. But okay. I don't know. Maybe farmers market gigs are starting up soon. I don't know. We well yeah we went to uh, the farmers market this last weekend and uh, my parents and uh, my niece and nephew and uh, they were they were the the kids were uh, pretty impressed with uh, with the music the music there it was just a guy you know nice. with a gu- guitar and a, and a mic you know and uh, and I, when I told actually I told Vinny that you were in a in a band that plays at, at uh, farmers markets he was pretty impressed oh nice cool yeah yeah. It's the Rock and Roll yeah, Hall of Fame it? as far as Vinny's concerned. Absolutely. 
I yeah. will say the kids are our best demographic at the farmers market <laughs> for sure. <laughs> they don't tip well, but yeah. <laughs> but they derive the most enjoyment, and that counts for something. Yeah, exactly. Right. 